and I'm Dan Friedel. This is VOA News. I'm Tommy McNeil. Alexei Navalny's family and supporters laid the opposition leader to rest after his death in prison. AP correspondent Karen Shamas. Hundreds of mourners lined up behind control barriers outside of the church, many holding red flowers. On live-streamed footage, the crowd applauded and chanted his name as his coffin was taken out of the vehicle as it arrived at the church. Many came from around Russia to say their goodbyes. Mourner Nadezhda Ivanova, who came from Kaliningrad for the event, told the AP, Alexei, for everyone who's here today and for many who did not dare to come here, is a person who not only gave his life in the fight for something, but who gave his life in the fight for us. His supporters say several churches in Moscow refused Refused to hold the service before Navalny's team got permission from one in the capital's Marino district. I'm Karen Shamas. Ukrainian forces battling Russian efforts to advance the city of Bakhmut said they're facing constant attacks from Moscow troops. VOA's Rick Pantaleo with more. Soldiers at the 17th Separate Tank Brigade's position said they have been experiencing a large Russian push over the last three weeks. This is Dmitro, commander of the tank company. You can really feel it. The density of fire is higher. When we can make 10 shots, they can make 50. They have an advantage over us in ammunition. It's undeniable. And also there is an advantage in manpower on the other side. The Russian Russia's gains have been small, slow, and costly. Ukraine does not have enough reservists and has a severe shortage of artillery shells since the supply of military aid from its Western partners has declined. Rick Pantaleo, VOA News. The head of a Gaza hospital where some of the wounded from bloodshed surrounding a convoy were taken says more than 80 percent had been struck by gunfire, suggesting heavy shooting by Israeli troops. This is VOA News. Haitian gang leader, also known as Barbecue, warned on Friday he would keep trying to oust the Prime Minister Ariel Henry and ask families to keep children from going to school to avoid collateral damages as violence surges in parts of the city. Reuters' Ryan Chang reports. Heavy gunfire rang out in Port-au-Prince after a Haitian gang leader, Jimmy Cherizier, known as Barbecue, warned he would try to oust Prime Minister Ariel Henry. Assault rifle in hand, Cherizier addressed the island's law enforcement. We asked the Haitian National Police and the military to take responsibility and arrest Ariel Henry. Once again, the population is not our enemy. The armed groups are not your enemy. You arrest Ariel Henry for the country's liberation. In a statement, Prime Minister Henry's office said it was outraged by the acts of violence and terror orchestrated by armed bandits. Again, that is Reuters' Ryan Chang reporting. Iranians voted for a new parliament Friday in an election seen as a test of the clerical establishment's legitimacy. Uh, frustration is growing over economic woes and restrictions on political and social freedom. Reuters' Lucy Fielder. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei casts his vote, the first to do so in all Iran. He has called it a religious duty. Iran's rulers need a high turnout to repair their legitimacy, damaged by the unrest. Which is why Iranian activists and opposition groups are discouraging voters, distributing the hashtags VoteNoVote and ElectionCircus widely on social media. Imprisoned Nobel Peace Prize laureate Nargis Mohammadi, a women's rights advocate, has called the election a sham. 
Hardliners have dominated Iran's parliament for more than two decades. It wields little influence, since Khamenei determines issues like foreign policy and the row with the West. The United Nations Human Rights Chief Volker Turk Friday said that the apparent deliberate denial of safe access to humanitarian agencies within war-torn Sudan could amount to a war crime. I call again on the warring parties to meet their legal obligations by opening humanitarian corridors without delay before more lives are lost. Sudan's paramilitary rapid support forces has been fighting Sudan's army for control of the country since April of last year. Millions of people in Sudan's Darfur region are at risk of dying of hunger after a decision by the Sudanese government to prohibit aid deliveries to Chad. That's according to an advocacy group for internally displaced people. I'm Tommy McNeil, VOA News.